Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Give the Lord one more praise. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Praise the Lord. Looks like you'll be out here early today. Not. <laughs> praise the Lord. I always say that, amen. God just takes does other things. But we, we'll see what happens, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, what a tremendous weekend last weekend. Come on, how many enjoyed the well? Come on, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What a great, great time, amen. What a great uh, uh, word that came forth through the speakers we had with Pastor Dave Hernandez, amen. Uh, Pastor Ruben Gutierrez, amen. Uh, what a tremendous time. They, I mean, they were just, they're still talking about it. They were blessed, amen. Uh, are you still blessed? Come on, are you still blessed? Do you still have the victory? Come on, show me your victory. Come on, you still have the victory, amen, hallelujah. Come on, you, we got we to gotta walk out with victory, amen, and so you got to have that, amen. Look to your neighbor and say, hold on. You got to hold on to it, amen, because if you don't, guess what? The enemy will take your victory. He'll take away your joy. He'll take away whatever God gave you, and so we need to hold on to victory. You need to hold on to the very promises. There, have been, there was word, I'm telling you, word spoken into lives, Words that were personal. Let me tell you, they were very personal to you, and they spoke to you. So those things, those words, you got to treasure. You got to hold on to them and say, you know what? God spoke this to me. God said He's going to do this to me. So you got to hold on to it and tell the devil you you're a liar. Come on, and your pants are on fire. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, and they're hanging on a wire. I mean, I can go on and go on with this. Amen. But you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make your declaration that each time you wake up, you wake up in victory. Each time you wake up, you don't wake up facing that old person. You wake up with some promises. Uh, you wake up with some, 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 some desires. There's dreams. There's something that God has given each of us. And so our thing is to stand in it. Can somebody say amen? And you do it by, by stirring it up. Tell your neighbor, stir it up. You got to stir it up, amen. You got to stir it up and you got to speak up. You got to speak those promises. You got to declare those promises. You, you got to remind yourself of the promises, amen. You know, uh, Paul told Timothy, stir it up. Stir that gift within you. Be excited. Stay excited. You can only keep yourself excited. Come on, somebody. Come on, I can get you excited for an hour or, or 45 minutes, amen, but the rest is on you. Tell your neighbor, the rest is on you. Come on, uh, come on! You gotta, you gotta keep the joy. You gotta keep that, 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 that victory shout inside. You gotta continue to have that little skip in your walk, amen. That, that smile on your face to know that everything will be okay as long as you hold on to Jesus. Come on, somebody! If we want to stand on victory, we must battle our giants, church. How many know that when one giant goes down, another one rises? Come on. You ever had victory over something? Come on, it was big, and all of a sudden, boom. Yes, victory. Woo, yeah. And a few weeks later, there's another giant coming at you. Come on, you ever been there? 
Come on, there, there are giants, amen. So we can't just say, you know what, my giant's down, that, that's it, amen. Uh, come on, glory, glory land. Come on, I'm going to Disneyland. Oh, they're closed. But I'm going to Disneyland or whatever it is, amen. But, but you got to understand, there's another giant coming your way. And today I want to minister on taking down your giants. Somebody say, taking down my giants. Giant. Say it. Giant, you're going down. Come on. This is a fight here. And when we're in a war, amen, we got to talk like soldiers. We got to talk like warriors. Amen. Come on. We, we, we can't talk like wimps. There are no wimps in the kingdom of God. Come on. You, you can't just say, giant, you're going down. <laughs> Even ladies got to get a little rougher. Amen. Giant. And their hair's turning. You're going down. You, you, this is a fight. Because this is a fight for your soul. This is a fight for destiny. This is a fight what God has planned for you. Amen. So we got to take this serious. And we got to face our giants and tell them they're going down. Come on, somebody. Let's continue to look at the life of David. And how he faced one of the biggest giants physically and he overcame. See, David was confident in the God that he served. Are you confident in your God? Come on. Come on, why, why, are we, why are we shining the victory then? See, we got to always re be reminded, man, I serve a big God. I serve an awesome God. I, I serve the great I am, amen. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords, amen. He is my provider, my healer, the lifter of my head. Come on, come on, when you know the God you serve, something inside of you has to rise up. There has to be a confidence in the God that you serve. See, David didn't run from his giants, but faced his giants, and he took them down. He used the little that he had. Come on, somebody. He used the armor that God provided for him. He didn't use someone else's armor. He didn't use someone else's philosophy. Come on, he used what God gave him, and he used his own armor, amen, to take down a nine-foot problem. Name Goliath. Sometimes our problems can seem really big, huh? Come on, sometimes those, those, those things that you're facing can look like nine-foot problems, nine-foot circumstances. They can look like a, man, a nine-foot trial or a wave or storm or battle. Oh, my. Somebody say, oh, my. But as we learn from David's life at the well conference, that the battle truly belongs to who? To who? The Lord. You got to understand that he fights for you. He's not, he doesn't fight against you. He is for you. And, and if he's for you, who can come against you? Come on, if you, if you have, if you, it's like having that buddy, amen, that's always backing you up, amen. They, they may be picking on you and as soon as your buddy just shows up and behind them, they're like, oh, no, no, it's all right. That's our God, amen. The devil can come and he can start doing it and then daddy shows up. And, and, and the enemy has to back down. He fights for us. And when we know the battle belongs to him, then we got to walk with confidence. Whatever storm we go through. I know that we're human. I know that we go through things. Amen. Uh, come on. We have feelings. Amen. But ultimately, you got to let, not let those feelings overtake you, but trust in your God. 
And you're going to have to rise above those storms and situations and say, God has my back. He has never left me or forsaken me. Come on, he's always been on side, by, by, right by my side, always walking with me. Come on, even at times when I don't feel him, I know that he's there. See that the Lord fights for you and I as we stand, as we grow strong and trust in him. That we can truly do all things. Somebody say all things. All things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, I can do all things. You got you to declare that for yourself. See, we can all say it as a, a chant for everybody else. We can say, it, well, I can do all things. But you got to truly know that you can do. Somebody say, I can do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But there are some things that we need to do in preparing for our giants if we're going to take them down. How many know that you can't just go out there and just take out giants? Come on. How many of you just can't go out there and fight anybody? <laughs> Come on. You, you got to know your opponent, right? There are things that we need to do. There are things in preparation, amen, that we need to do. That's why boxers train, right? They don't just go to the next fight. I'm a boxer. And they, 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 there's preparation involved. There's something that gets involved, amen, in order to face your giant. And today I'm going to give you five ways. Somebody say five. Five ways. Five ways of taking down your giant. Your giant. Because giants are different. The giant I'm facing, you may not be facing. I know there are common giants, but we all deal with other giants in our lives. And so you got to learn how to take down your giant. And I'm going to give you five ways in how David did it in order that we can do it when we face our giants. Are you ready? Someone, someone say number one. Number one, David prepared in private. David prepared in private. First Samuel 17, 34 to 35, it says this. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When the lion and the bear I came and carried off the sheep of the flock. I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. I struck it and I killed it. Man, I like David. Give me here. Here he is. He says right here. See the problem with most of us here? That when the enemy comes to steal something from you, we don't go after it and get it back. Come on. Right here, he says, you know what? I took the sheep, and if it turned on me, oh, man, you're in trouble. You should have left. You should have kept on going. But because you turned on me, and you're trying to take away something that belongs to my father, I'm going to take you out. So here's David, amen. It, when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair. Tell somebody, you need to seize it by its hair. Come on. Don't, 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 don't let the enemy take away your joy. Don't let the enemy take away the promises of God, church. Here, David was, he, he, this guy, this guy meant business. This guy, it says, this is what the father gave me. You didn't give it to me. The father gave me. This. These are his sheep. This, this is his property, amen. You cannot take away that. It's like you can't take away the joy, that, the joy that you didn't give to me. Come on, the joy comes from the father, amen. Come on, so you can't take away my joy, devil. You, come on, you got to seize it. Uh, you got to kill it, amen. Uh, you got you to understand that you got to strike those things when they come against you. This is what David did. See, listen, before you face your giant, you're going to have to face the bear and the lion. Come on. 
In other words, in preparing for your big battles, you must get victories over the little ones first. Some of us, we're still struggling in those little battles. Come on, we got to get some victory. Tell your neighbor, you got to get some victory. Come on, you're still struggling with that? Get some victory over that. Come on, you're never going to face your giants till you start to win the little battles within your own life, amen, in order to face the big ones. Come on, if we're facing, we can't face the lie, these giants if we're still running from our little battles, amen. If you're, if you're still scared of the, the kukui or the boogeyman, you'll never face el diablo. Come on, you're not going to face those battles if we're not getting little victories over these little ones, church. Come on. See, David became an expert at warfare. David is saying, uh, it's God who enables me, amen. Uh, come on, it was God who taught me uh, to face his everyday trials, amen. The same God uh, that delivered me from those issues will deliver me from this giant. We have to understand, church, it was God who helped you in those struggles of yours. It was God that helped you in your hang-ups, amen, uh, marriage issues, uh, work issues, uh, life issues. Hello, come on, somebody. The same God that delivered you from all those little battles will deliver you from the giants that come your way. Prepare yourself in your small victories in order to have victories in the big. You've got to have victories in the small in order to get those victories in the big. But it all starts in prayer, church. Prayer is a key. I said prayer is a key. Prayer has to be part of your life. If prayer is not part of your life, you're going to lose battles. You're going to lose battles, church. If prayer is not part of your armor, it's not part of your life, besides reading the word and everything else, prayer is a key to all that. We must be people of prayer. David was a prayer. He prayed, amen. It starts in prayer. It starts when no one's looking. Come on, it's what you do in the private where no one's applauding you, amen. Come on, it's when no one's around, amen. David got to know God on that hillside, tending his father's sheep. David was faithful in the little things where nobody was around him, where nobody knew what he was doing. You see, when the big battle was about to take place with Goliath, David was ready. Come on. While he was on that hillside tending sheep, uh, serving him in, being faithful, uh, being consistent. Hello, come on. Being all the things that he needed to be, God was preparing him for the giant. So often we ask God, why am I here? You ever ask God that? Why am I here? Why, why am I here? Why, why, can't I, why can't I do what I want to do? Come on, why can't I have it my way? Come on. Why, why, why God... No one knows me here. Why am I here? Come on, somebody. Come on. Uh, why haven't I met Mr. Right or Mrs. Perfect yet? Because there's none. Hallelujah. Why am I in Vegas? Why do I feel stuck on this hillside? See, we need to, be, to, we need to prepare for the battle in the private. See, God has you there for a reason. Wherever you're at in life, whatever those questions is, God has you there for a reason. See, if you want to be a preacher, you need to witness to somebody in the private first. Come on, we need to learn about warfare, listen, in your existing settings. Be faithful in the little, and God will make you ruler over the big. Learn how to communicate with God through prayer, church. 
So when the battles come, and tell, your, tell your neighbor, they're coming. When the battles come, or when your giant shows up, guess what? You'll be ready. If you are prayed up, you're ready, church. Come on, if you've been prayed up and something hit you and you overcame it or, or you handle it easily, it's because prayer was part of your life that morning. Come on. It really is. Amen. And when we're not praying, let me tell you, don't pray for a whole week and see what happens. Come on. Some of you guys won't even be here on Sunday. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Come on. We, 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 can't, we can't survive on, on last week's prayers. We can't survive on, on yesterday's prayers. We need to survive on the prayers today because today is a new battle. Today is a new challenge. Today is what we need. We need our armor on today. Amen. Because the battle is today. And God is with you. Come on, you need to prepare yourself as there's going to be a fight today. The devil has something. Come on, he's not going to let you have a day off. He's ready for you. And he'll throw anything your way, so we need to be prayed up. That way we can have, we can have discernment. We can recognize the things that are coming our way, church. So you got to learn to communicate with God through prayer. In Matthew chapter 14, 23, it says, After he, speaking of Jesus, had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside or to the hillside to, by himself to what? To pray. Later that night, he was all alone. See, God, Jesus prepared in the private for the battles that he faced. And we must prepare in the private church if we are going to face our giants. If they are going to go down, prayer has to be part of your life. You must prepare now. Somebody say now. You got to prepare your now, and you must prepare it on that hillside. You got to prepare in the hillside for your giant. You got to prepare in those private moments for your giant church. That's when you'll get ready for the battle. Amen? Number two. Somebody say number two. Fight the right foe. Fight the right giant. Come on. The fight, listen, church is not against each other. I am not your foe. Come on. You got to fight the giant, the FIFO. <laughs> you got to fight the right giant, amen. You got to understand Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says this, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, not against each other, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly realms. That is who our battle is. In 1 Samuel 17, 28, it says when, when, uh, when uh, Eliab, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave the few sheep in the wilderness? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. See, David at that moment could have started a fight with his brother right there. He could have said, what are you talking smack about, amen? Uh, come on, let, come on, let's go, let's go now. Me and you want to go, let's go. He could have started a fight, but he didn't. Listen, sometimes we're fighting each other, taking each other out instead of fighting, fighting the right enemy, church. Don't you know that sometimes there's times where you leave church on a Sunday morning, it was good, and all of a sudden a fight breaks out? That's never happened to nobody, huh? No, no, I never got a call on a Sunday night, Pastor. 
Come on, we're, we're fighting the, the wrong enemy, church. we got to understand what's going on, church. Uh, the fight is not against flesh and blood. Uh, you see, the devil loves to throw elabs at us. Why? So that we can get caught up arguing with one another instead of fighting the right foe. David's brother came as a distraction. David could have got caught up arguing with his brother, listen, and miss out on the real fight. Miss out on the real battle, church. See, distractions and arguments with each other causes you and I from fighting the real fight, the real battle. We get caught up here, and, and God says, this is where you need to fight. This is who your battle is. This, is. this is who your foe is, amen. We start getting caught up here, amen, instead of fighting the right fight, church. If the devil can get us fighting against each other, he can kick back and laugh. Instead of taking him down, we end up taking down each other. Come on, church. Listen, how can you effectively fight the devil when you can't even get along with your spouse? Come on. How, or, or you can't even get along with your brothers and sisters in the house of God. How can we fight the enemy when we ourselves are not getting along. We're fighting against each other. you got to fight the right foe. you got to fight the right giant church. Number three, recognize the resources. Recognize the resources. First Samuel 17, 40 says, then he took in his staff, he took his staff in his hand, he chose five smooth stones from the stream, and he put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag. And with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. Tell, you, tell somebody, approach your giant. You got to approach your giant. You got to confront him. You got you to go head up with him. You cannot, you cannot negotiate with him. You're not, can, you cannot talk to him. You're there to fight. You're there to fight. When the bell rings, they're not talking. Come on, they may talk smack, but usually those people get knocked out, amen. Come on, you're there to do business. You're there to fight the right foe. You're there, you know what, it's time to fight. It's not time to talk, amen. It's not time to have coffee, amen. It's not time to go have a cheeseburger or nothing like that, amen. It's time to fight. Come on, we got to fight. Tell your neighbor, it's time to fight. You got to fight, church. You got to understand. You got to approach your giant. You got to approach that situation. You got to approach that circumstance. You got to face your giant. Notice the process of David, amen, uh, that was developed over time, amen. David prepared in the private. Uh, he chose, uh, come on, uh, the right foe, and then he was able to identify and recognize the right resources. See, you need to understand, church, that God will always provide. Come on. Provide in order to fight the giants that are in our lives. In 1 Samuel 17, 38, it says that then Saul gave David his armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. See, David knew that Saul's armor was not right for him. He could not fight using someone else's armor. He had to put on. Somebody say put on. Come on. He had to put on what God had given him. See, you have to put on what God has given you. Ephesians chapter 6, 11 says this, put on. Somebody say, say put on. Put on the full armor. The, say, say the full armor. You, you cannot just pick up a sword. 
See, a lot of us say, man, we're just crazy. We just pick up swords and we just start, yeah. But we got no faith. We got no truth on. Come on, there, there's no righteousness uh, on us, amen. We, we're not, we're not, we don't have the shoes readiness for the gospel, amen. We're just, we're just swinging a, a sword, amen. Or some of us just have a shield, but we're not fighting. We're hiding. And for some of you guys, you take that belt off, everything falls. Really, I'll show you. No. Truth keeps it all together. Come on, church. Come on. Or otherwise, we're sagging. Come on. Come on. Too many sagging Christians, amen, in the kingdom of God, amen. They need to pull up their pants, put on the belt of truth on, amen, and start walking like a soldier and a man of God. Come on, somebody. Come on. We need to do. We have to put on the full armor. God doesn't say pick and choose what armor you want to use. No, the full armor. You're going to need faith. You're going to need his word. You're going to need truth. You're going to need righteousness. You're going to need, uh, come on, the, the gospel. Come on, you're going to need all that in order to fight your giant. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes or against the giants that you face. See, a scheme is a plan of action, a plot that's against you. It's crafty and it's secret and it's ready to attack you. There's a scheme coming against you. You wonder why you're going through trials or why you're facing all kinds of things because there's a scheme that's plotted against you. And we have to put on the full armor so that we can take our stand when the devil comes against us with these schemes. Can somebody say amen? So it says to put on put on, meaning that, that God doesn't dress you. You have to dress yourself. Come on, somebody. Come on, I, I need pastor to dress me. No, no, I, I can't dress you. Come on, I, I need someone here. No, no, you can put it on. You put on what God has given you. You have to dress yourself. Tell your neighbor, dress yourself. Come on, you got to dress yourself. I, I know when, when kids are young, you dress them, right? But as they get older, you, you teach them to dress themselves. you got to understand you are old enough. Come on, if you've been saved for some time, you are old enough to dress yourself. And for some of you, comb your hair. <laughs> dress yourself. Dress yourself. Dress yourself to what? God gave you. Don't, don't put somebody else's armor. Don't put somebody else's dress up. You dress yourself. This is what God gave me. This is how I dress myself. If your hair is messy, then that's, that's cool. That's you. Right? Come on, I'm ready for war. Amen. If you have a, you, if you have the, 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 you got to have that helmet of salvation on there, right? That helmet's there. Amen. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to dress yourself in order to overcome the giants. Recognize the resources that God has given each one of us. His word is a resource. Come on, somebody. We go through trials. We go through storms. We're, going, we're facing a battle. We don't know what to do. Read your word. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Come on. If God is for me, who are you to talk all this smack about me? That I can't make it. That my marriage can't make it. That I'll never find a job. All these stuff. Come on. My God. My God's word says... You got to start to go back with the sword and start to fight yourself. You got to understand, understand the resources that God gave us in order to fight this battle. 
We don't fight alone, church. God has given us things in order to be successful. Come on, we always just get saved and go, okay, figure it out. God has given us what we need, church. Prayer, right? God's word, prayer. Tell your neighbor you need to pray. You need to pray. You need to pray. Prayer, prayer is always talked about over this pulpit. It's prayer, prayer. Did you pray? Did you pray? People are going through things. Did you read your word? Did you pray? No, no. There's your problem. Go read your word, start praying, and come back to me, and we'll talk. Because if you're not doing that, guess what? Your problems will never go away. How can I, how can I help you when you're not doing the very basic things that you need? Come on, you need prayer, so you need to pray. Pray about your situation. Pray about your spouse. Pray about finances. Pray about your kids. Pray about whatever you need to pray about. God says, ask, and you'll receive. Knock, and the door's going to be open. Amen. Come on, seek, and you'll what? You'll find. Seek it in the Word of God. Sometimes, God, I, I, need, I need to overcome this. Or, God, I need some, some help in my marriage. God, I need to do this. Amen. I, I need to do that. I remember one time, amen, I was, I was praying and praying and praying, amen, and, and, and I just got saved, amen, from being backslidden all these years. I, and I'm getting, I'm praying and praying, and, and, and things are not happening here with me and my wife. Like, what's going on? I got saved. I'm not doing those things no more. I'm not drinking, smoking, doing all that stuff. I'm on the worship team and all this stuff. And, and she says it's not going to work out. I said, like, what's going on, God? You, you, we had a deal. <laughs> you said, give me, give me your life. Or I gave you my life. And you said that you'll put everything back together in my life. Something's not happening. You need to talk to her. <laughs> we found the problem. <laughs> <laughs> and God said, gave me a scripture. The scripture says, consider your wife so your prayers won't be hindered. And I said, I'm not considering her. I'm not considering her feelings. I'm not considering the things that I put her through. I'm not considering all the things that she'd gone through because of me. And here I get saved and said, you know what? You know, it's all, it's all over. Wipe it away. Don't, don't hold on no more. Let go. Forgive and forget. <laughs> but God says, consider her. And your prayers won't get hindered. So when I started to consider her... Then God started to show me what I put her through. And so I got, I was considerate to her. I was, I was, I was, I was trying to say, God, I need to understand her. God, I need more compassion for her. I, God, I can't, God, I, I can't just give up because I put her through some things. So I got to consider her. And when I started to consider her, then my prayers started to move. Are you listening, church? You got to consider. So you got you got to understand prayer is a big big part church prayer prayer is the key see she fought all those years for me now it's time for me to fight for my marriage she was fighting for my salvation now i gotta fight for my marriage so i had to consider her gotta now i got just opened my mind oh man i start i start saying man i was bad <laughs> he started showing me and i said oh man i gotta I got bite my lip i can't i gotta i gotta i gotta consider her i gotta consider where she's at and through that we were able to come out together now we're moving forward. Can somebody say amen? Tell your neighbor, move forward. Come on, tell your neighbor, move forward. Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen? Move forward. Consider some things. So sometimes you got to consider the other party. you got to consider things in order for your prayers to go forward. Your church. Church is important, church. I said it's important to gather. This shutdown was it was good for a purpose, but it's not good to stay home. It was not meant to be permanent. 
Come on. Facebook is not meant to be permanent. Sorry. You need to come home. Come on. Come on. This is a resource. You're sick. Great resource now. You can still hear the word if you're home, you're sick, on vacation, things like that. But we, are, we, we can't forsake the assembly of God's people. So we need to be part of the church, part of a church community, a part of a church family. Come on, where we can encourage one another here, lift up each other, amen. Come on, we need friendships, amen. We need brotherly love. We need people that will tell you what it needs to be, amen. Hallelujah, because they love you, hallelujah. Those are the things that we need to do as gather. So church is, is part of that, amen. And then use your armor. Put the full armor, church. All that together, use what God has given you. Can somebody say amen? amen? Number four, value your victories. Remember your past successes and draw strength from them. First Samuel 17, 36 says this, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. So you have to remember the lion. You have to remember the bear. You have to remember your past victories, church, and recall what God has done for you in order to face the current giants that are in your life, church. That's why it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray about everything. Tell God exactly what you need and then thank him. Remembering, thank him for what he's done. See, when you start to thank God for what he's done in your life in the past, you start to understand that he's going to take care of the current situation. Come on, because you start to look at past victories. You start to recall all the things that God has done. He's healed you, delivered you, restored you, all those things. And now, why? Why am I complaining, God? I'm going to pray because now it lines me back to your will. And I start thanking you, God. Why? Why am I giving up when you've done so much for me back then? You'll handle this. You'll take care of this. Something starts to happen inside of you, church. See, usually when we fight a battle, amen, we, we, we remember uh, that we need to forget, amen. Uh, we we seem to forget those past, past things, those past successes that God has done for us, amen. We need to remember them. Don't focus on past failures. Focus on past victories, church. 1 Samuel 17, 54 says, David took the Philistine's head and he brought it to Jerusalem and he put the Philistine's, uh, Philistine's weapon in his own tent. David took his head, listen, as a reminder of the victory God gave him. Come on, hallelujah. Let me, let me show you something here. David's walking around, yeah. Yeah, I took care of the giant. He walked around, amen. He was bragging about it a little bit more. Look what God gave me, man. I, I took down my giant, amen. He came mocking. I, he came taunting at me. He came doing all this stuff, amen. Like, this is what God did for me. He had his arm, amen. He's walking around like this. Hey, what's up, boys? What you got in your hand? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you what my God did for me. Let me. I slayed down a giant. I cut his head off, Amen. Wouldn't it be crazy if all just walk with heads into church? What's going on there? Let me tell you, let me tell you what God did for me. 
This one used to taunt me a lot, tell me I would never be nothing in the kingdom of God. And I got sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I just cut his head off. And now I'm a leader. Now I'm this. Now I'm that. Now I'm doing something in the kingdom of God where this giant was mocking me saying, I can't. I cut his head off. It's my trophy. Walk around. Maybe a chain, huh? Hallelujah. Where's the chain? Hallelujah. Come on. David walked around like a trophy. He walked around, amen. He walked around saying, this is what God did. He, he bragged about his God. He talked about his God. He says, look, look what, the giant, look, look what the Lord did to me. Come on. He was ugly. It was an ugly sight, but look, God gave me the victory. And he walked around. He was walking around all, all through Jerusalem. What's up? He's a Taco Bell with a head. He was everywhere. Everywhere with that, with that head. What's going on with that? What's, let me tell you what God did. Telling everybody. Walking around the victory. Come on, church. Do you walk around with your victories? Do you walk around with your trophies? Listen. We all like trophies, right? Trophies of victory. And when we put on the full armor of God, then we have victory, church. And when God starts to do things in your life, then you start to line up your victories. You start to line them up and line them up and line them up. And you display them for people to see. Well, then they talk to you. What happened here? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Let me, let me ask. Let me tell you what God did for my marriage. Let me tell you, look, it was all gone. It was done, amen. Uh, come on, it looked like, man, the divorce was on this way, amen. But then all of a sudden, God stepped in. And God changed a, a wicked man like me and changed the way I thought and then healed our relationship, amen. Let me tell you about my God. Then you bring up the other truth. Let me tell you, I was on drugs. Man, I couldn't get off of him, amen. And all of a sudden, God gave me victory. And I got the, that's my trophy of God's deliverance over drugs and alcohol. Come on, you got trophies uh, over things, amen. Uh, you got to understand that you can have a trophy uh, over depression, a trophy over oppression, uh, a trophy over anything, amen. Say, God's the one that set me free, amen. Set your trophies, amen. Show them off and tell them this is what God has done for me. You set your trophies, church. How many trophies you got on your shelf? When's the last time you talked about your trophy? When's the last time? Let me tell you, you start talking about what God has done in your life, some excitement starts to happen inside of you. Come on, you get excited. Like, Man, God, I, I can't wait to go out of this church and tell somebody. Come on, tell somebody. You got to have a little attitude. Somebody. Stomp that foot. Hallelujah. Somebody. Get a little excited. When's the last time you were excited like that? Oh, let me tell you about my trophy. Man, just, oh, come on, just take a hand around. Let me tell you, you do this, you walk around with one of these. Come on, people ask you questions. Come on, walk around, what's going on there? Oh, I'm glad you ask. Man, this was an ugly time in my life. Actually, it's pretty cool hair. But an ugly time in my life. Day after day, year after year. Or weeks after weeks, man, he came and taunt and taunt. I thought I would never get over this. I thought I would never defeat this giant. It came after day and day. And finally, it took a boldness of me just saying, you know what, that's it. I started reading my word. 
Come on, I started to pray. I started to get into my private moments with God, amen. I started reading his word. It started getting inside of me. And then I started to use the, the resources that he gave me, amen. And I started to remember the past little victories in my life. And all of a sudden, I went to this big giant. I said, you're going down today, amen. No longer are you going to keep me intimidated. No longer will I stand as, a, as, a, as scared. I'm going to cut your head off this day. And that's why I walk around with it. I'm glad you asked the question. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Come on. David was bold. He bragged about his God. Let me tell you, you start bragging about your God, things start happening inside here. Come on, don't look at things of defeat. Look at past victories. Come on, you focus on defeat, you walk defeated. You got to learn from your defeats, but celebrate your victories, church celebrate them. If they're small, whatever it is. Man, I like when people come up to you, Pastor, I'm not smoking no more. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, that's, that's, a, that's a victory. It may not be something big for somebody else, but man, I know! Woo! That's a victory. Come on, you you start to talk about these things. Just like Gary, Gary came in and he told me, can you tell them about this testimony? I gotta go, I gotta go. They just called me in, man. Ah, ah, but can you tell them about this testimony? Some people might have said, oh, that's not big. No, that's, that's a victory. Boom. Boom. Victory. I, woo. I will. I don't know if you saw me over I like one of that. Woo. <laughs> that's victory, church. You talk about the victories. It's time to get excited, church. God, has God done anything good for you? Come on, has he ever done anything good for you? Come on, has he been faithful to you? Come on, has he always been there for you? Come on, has God ever failed you? Come on, you cannot stand there. You cannot just sit there and say, no, no, my God is a good God. He is faithful. I'm going to tell somebody that Jesus did something in my life. Amen. You got to shout it out to the mountains. You got to shout it out and tell God, look at the victories that God has given me. Woo! 55, and I can still jump. Hallelujah. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but right now it's okay. When I think about Jesus and what he's done for me, when I think about Jesus and how he set me free, I can dance, 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 dance all night. Come on. All night. Ooh. When I think about Jesus, oh, come on, you get excited. I can dance, I can shout, I can spin. Oh, why? Because of Jesus. David took his head as a reminder of victory, what God gave him. Trophies that God has given us for victories, we have to display them. Come on, if you haven't testified for a while, it's time to get the trophies out of your closets and start to put them out on display and tell somebody about Jesus, what he's done in your life. Come on. Remember what he's done in the past. Talk about him with people. Because when you do, it gives you strength. I said it gives you strength to face your future giants. David was reminded. 
And he tells Saul, the, God has given me victory in my past. He delivered me from the, the lion. He delivered me from the bear. I've killed them both. And this giant will be just like one of them. And David drew his strength from his past victories. He remembered the lion. He remembered the bear. He remembered those victories of the past, amen, to face the present giant in front of him. And after David took out Goliath, King Saul was asking, who is this kid? Who is he? I need to know more about him. Go find him and bring him to me. Look what it says in 1 Samuel 17, 56 to 57. And then the, the king said, find out whose son this young man is. As soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Ab, uh, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with David still. Listen, David still holding the Philistine's head. <laughs> He's still holding the head. Amen. He's still bragging about his God, amen. He still has a head in his hands. This is, I love David, man. Go get that kid. All of a sudden he comes, yeah. You ask for me? You looking for me? Still holding his head. Man, he didn't want to let go. He was, he was, hold, you got to hold on some to, if there's some, some great victories in your life, you need to hold on to those. Amen. You need to hold on to that trophy and you need to display and say, God, God has been so good to me. God has been so awesome to me. Let me tell you about my God. You got to hold it on. You got to, you got to cherish that, that trophy sometimes and you got to carry it around. Even years after, man, you still carry that trophy. Oh yeah. This trophy has sustained me. This trophy has given me past, uh, has given me victory for my present situations. I'm holding on to this one. I'm holding on. David's still holding the Philistine's head. Come on, he was walking around with his trophy. Come on, yes, right. Going around, yes, yeah, right. I'm a giant killer. Hey. <laughs> Whatever it may have been up during that time, amen. That's right, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Come on, if God be for me, who can be against me? That's right. My God's with me. Listen, church, look at your past trophies, past victories for strength to take on your future giants. You're going to have to draw on something from the past to go forward, church. Amen. Last one real quickly. Number five. Somebody say, be ready. Somebody say, be ready for giants return. Be ready because giants return. First Samuel 17, 16 says this. For 40 days, every morning, every evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israel, Israelite or the Israelite army. He showed up. He showed up for 40 days, 40 nights. They thought he was gone. The day was over. He was taunting. Oh, he, he gave up. No, he showed up again. He came out, amen. He was always, we always want to get away from our giants, church, only to find out there's giants later on. We thought the giant was gone and shows up on back. You thought you had victory already over it, but no, it's here it is again. And people think, well, man, I, man I'm just going to move away. I'm just, I'm just going to go to another church, amen. I'm going to go to another state, amen. I'm going to go there. Let me tell you, wherever you go, there's giants. 
There's Giants Church. You're not going to get away from your giants if you don't face your giants now. You have to face them. If you don't face them now, guess what? You're going to have to face them later. Giants exist everywhere. You see, not only did David have to face his Goliath, but David faced Goliath's four other brothers later in life. Come on, that, that, that trophy went down. Let me tell you, he wasn't holding that head no more. There was new heads to get. Come on, he remembered what God did for him, but he had to face four others. Right? That's why they say about that theory about the five rocks or the five stones. One was for Goliath and the other four for the brothers. Took them all out. Look what it says in 2 Samuel 21, chapter 21, 20 to 22. It says, in the battle with the Philistines at Gath, they encountered a huge man. Look, look, look at this giant here. A huge man with six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot. 24 in all. And he was a descendant of the giants, or the descendant of, Dave, uh, of, of Goliath. And, when, and then when, they de, when he defiled and taunted Israel, he, he was killed by Jonathan, Dave, uh, the son of David's brother, Shema. And, this, and then the, these four Philistines were descendants of the giant of Gath. But David and his warriors, what? Killed them all. These four giants, these other four giants that came down the road were gone. Listen, your giant returns, church, more uglier and more intimidating. Come on. They thought they took down the one of the biggest and the ugliest one, amen, but then they came back even more crazier. Six fingers on each hand, six toes on each foot, church. Come on, this guy was a freak. Come on, he came back crazier. He came out uglier, amen. Come on, he maybe had more teeth than normal. I don't know, but he came back. And let me tell you, you thought that was a bad giant. There's worse coming your way. We must face our giants, church. We must fight them now or they keep coming back. And they get uglier and more intimidating and they get more scarier if you don't face it now. Those things will start to grow right in front of you. If you, don't, if, if you just simply just took care of the situation right there and then, it would have been gone. But now it builds up its courage. And now it starts to grow. And now it starts to be more intimidating because you did not handle it. God says, take down your giants now. Or I'm with you. How would you build character church? Without battles. I've learned. I've grown because of battles, church. Those are the things that have made me to the man I am today. Is because of the battles I faced in the past. And I reflect off the, off the victories, amen, and I've learned from my defeats. Listen, our battles are God's way of building you up. God is not picking on you. God is building you. Why? Because there's another giant with six toes, six fingers coming right at you. 
You thought this was the worst. You thought this was the bad. This was the bad time in your life. Let me tell you, there's something worse coming down. If you learn how to defeat this giant, I'm preparing you because there's something else coming. And if you can do it right here, you'll be ready for that one. What's got us through this pandemic, church? God. Prayer. Word. Has prepared us for this battle. Let me tell you, I didn't, I didn't go home and close the door and start crying. I started seeking. God, where are we at? God, what do we need to do? God, help us to navigate. God, I'm calling on you because you're the one that has all the answers. God, you're my God. You're the one that fights this battle, God. I can't do it alone. I got, it got me back to my knees to prepare for the battle. Now he says, get up and go face the giant. And that's what we're doing here today, churches. We're facing the giant, amen, the biggest giant in history that we ever seen uh, as, as a world, amen, uh, a giant that's taunting, uh, a giant that's trying to keep the church silent, uh, a giant that's coming out, amen, and saying all kinds of things, amen. We as a church need to rise up and say, God, it's not time to, to shut down no more. It's not time to be silent. It's time to now be the voice, amen, and take down this giant of intimidation uh, and give this world hope once again, amen, that there is hope in Jesus, church. Devil, you're going down. The enemy's going down. You cannot have my kids. You're not going to have my marriage during this time. And I'm not running away. I'm facing the giant. Those that have not come back, church, they're running from a giant. A giant of fear or doubt or uncircumstance. Whatever that is, uncertainties, amen, I mean. They're, they're running from these things, amen. They, 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 they got to trust God. They say, God, you be for me. Let's take down this giant. I'm not going to let fear intimidate me. I'm not going to let fear let me stop living. Come on, to die is Christ and to, you know, to live is gain. Or to live is, you know what I'm talking about. I'm thirsty, amen. Hallelujah. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Let's start living for Christ. And let's start dying to the self. Let's start dying to the flesh and all these things because the flesh will take you down and the giant will win. But when you start to live in Christ, then that's when the courage comes. Some of us need to pick up our trophies again and say, God, I'm going to display you because you have given me victory. And we're going to face this giant right now. We're going to face what's going to come right now in these upcoming elections. And we're going to trust in you, God, that you're going to take us somewhere. And we're going to be the church that needs to be. The church is rising up, church. The voice is being rising up. It's, taking, it's going out in the streets where it needs to be. And we need to be out there, church. God's equipping us. He's preparing us once again. Because there's another giant coming, church. Another giant's rising up. You think this is bad? Something worse is coming. And if we don't take care of this giant right now, and we don't stand on our God and trust in him right now, the enemy will take us out. And that next fight, church, is your destiny. That's your destiny right there. That's heaven or hell right there, church. And the enemy knows that. And he's plotting schemes towards the church. But you're going to have to trust your God. And you're going to have to be just like David. Reach back to those past victories and say, you know what? It's time for me to bring out my trophy again. 
is this giant that stands before me will go down just like this one. Come on, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's all stand up. Amen. Hallelujah.